the Pool Party Radio, the number one podcast where, uh, you know, some stuff, you know, and like a thing. I'm your host, Parker, joined as always by co-host Razor Man Cumulus. How are you, Perfect. Cumulus? That was a perfect intro. Perfect. <laughs> We're really firing on all cylinders here. Mm-hmm. It's almost like uh, we haven't done 288 uh, podcasts before. You know, it is like that, <laughs> I feel, sometimes. <laughs> It is, uh, but we do also call ourselves a uh, a strong V8 engine um, when we're off the air. So maybe that's why you were thinking of that. Uh, yeah, it's because like we use a lot of gasoline, a little too much gasoline. Yeah, I mean that's we huff a lot of it in preparation for this show. Mm-hmm. I know I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, this is the pool party show. You can find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash pool party radio. But most importantly, you can email us at pool party radio gmail.com. I haven't looked to see if we got any new emails, but, uh, I'm going to assume that maybe we did, but they probably all said the N word. So I'm not going to read them. That's a good call. <laughs> uh, that's all the emails we've been getting lately is people just like just one word. It's just the N word. And then it says, uh, sincerely. And then the person's name. I don't understand why we're getting these. Maybe that's why that last email from last week was like, I'm glad you got a, you guys tow the political line. Like, I don't consider this a political show, but maybe that's what people interpret from it. Like, they're like, hey, I'm glad that you're addressing this word I can't say. So I'm just going to throw it in an email. It's like that. That's not what we were going for. Mm-hmm. I think we get political in that we, uh, you know, we we hold our uh, cuckold ideals very close to the chest. I thought you were going to say to be <laughs> self-evident or something. Yes, <laughs> or we, something more like more traditionally uh, in the political rhetoric. Well, that would have been better. That would have been the better joke. Um, yeah, we... But close to your chest, is that right? Okay. Yeah, four, four cuckolds and seven years ago, Mm-hmm. We, we found our cuckoldry to be self-evident. Okay. Uh, that's what this show is about. That's what I've always said for the last eight years. That pool yeah, party radio. at the start of each show. I don't know why you forgot it this time. Yeah, usually, you know, I mean, if you remember all the great ways we've introed the show and signed off, you know, it was, uh, you know, we used to say, fuck you, Chelios, at the end. And then for like a period of like six years, we said, uh, please help us be cuckolds. Good night. That was our our best sign off. I feel <laughs> it was it was a strong six years. Mm-hmm. That was uh, those were the glory days of pool party back when we were like just very openly looking to be cuckolded, looking like that was. I mean, that was like really the reason. If you remember why we started the show, like we didn't want to like do like a funny, goofy comedy show for people to listen to on their lunch break. Like we were just searching for people to have sex with our girlfriends. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, so I don't understand the political context, but there you go. <laughs> yeah, I don't. Yeah, to uh, to get re- yeah in a roundabout way is what I'm trying to say is yeah we're we're uh, not political. We just really like it when people have sex with our girlfriends while we watch. And in, and in staying with that theme, we have a good, bad, the ugly planned for uh, presidents. Yeah, um, fictional presidents. Fictional presidents. Yeah. We did a real presidents episode like 32 years ago, I believe. That's right. Yeah. I think it was during that six-year stretch of 
the cuckold sign off. Yeah, yeah. Ba- back when it was, uh, back when we were like our cuckold period, I would call it a simpler time. Yeah, a much simpler time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, back before things got very complicated in the world. Back when you know. You, the milkman used to drop off uh, the milk and pick it up in the morning, and uh, little Joey would mow your lawn for a, for a crisp two dollar bill. And, and Johnny Lemonhead would come by and and comment on the uh, news of the week. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and and Johnny Lemonhead's uncle Giorgio Lemonhead would come over, and he would uh, bake you an apple pie and grill out with you. And mm-hmm. then he would just really plow your girlfriend while you watched quietly in the corner. And uh, it was a great time. Great time for America. Great time for the podcast. Um, but the, <laughs> this week, we're doing the fictional presidents for the good, bad, and the ugly. We should. We might as well just jump into it. There's no point in teasing it for later. I know, right? Yeah. Uh, my, but you go first. Okay. Uh, my good is President Thomas J. Whitmore from the film Independence Day. I see. This was I was uh, struggling with this one too. I thought like I might pick him, but didn't go. Didn't want to go for it because I, I know how much you appreciate, uh, uh, Bill Paxton. Uh, hold on. Let Pullman. me get my card out. I well, I like Bill Paxton, but this is Bill Pullman, the lesser of the Bill P's. Thank you. Okay, yeah, it's here on my index card. It, it's Bill Pullman. That's right. Yeah, uh, I'm not normally. Too much of a fan of Bill Pullman. I like Paxton better, and I don't really because oh, yeah, he was in that um that vampire film. He's in that vampire film. He's in Terminator. He's mm-hmm. in one of the greatest movies of all time, uh, Boxing Helena. Oh, I thought you were gonna say Aliens. Are you talking about Pullman now? No, Paxton was in Paxton. Yeah, Paxton's in all these. I don't know what Bill Pullman's up to, except for Independence Day, where he plays the president who is a fighter pilot. Before he became president, which is something I care for greatly. I think the president should be in the army or something or the Air Force or some sort of military. Um, IRL, that's a belief I have to get political on you, Mr. Frisbee. I didn't realize this about you. This is uh, we're getting very political now. This is the most political we've ever been. I like a president to have a little military experience. Um. And also, this motherfucker in this movie makes one of the better speeches ever. Like, it's a speech where, like, in the middle of this stupid fucking movie that sucks. uh, Yeah. (laughs) This guy makes this speech, and you're like, yo. Like, he's like, yo, they're never going to take our independence. It's Independence Day. We got to fight these fucking aliens. We got to fuck them up. And you're, like, right in between laughing at that stupid part where the dog jumps out of the fire. And, like, you haven't yet come to the part where Dennis Quaid has to fly up the butthole of an alien ship to get revenge for the time that they probed his own butthole. So you're right in the sweet spot of nothing stupid happening. And this guy gives you this great speech about how tight it is to be American, how tight it is to be from Earth, how tight it is to be human, and how you got to fuck aliens up. If they want to fuck you up, you got to fuck them up more. And, uh... I don't know, in the middle of this really stupid movie, like there's just like this really cool speech that's very emotional, and I like that scene, and I like this president, and the fact that he flies on the front lines in his own fighter pilot ship is fucking sweet as well, and I think he's a really good president, and so that's why I picked him. 
And you'll note that, uh, <laughs> never mind. I'm not going to pursue that one. That sucks. You'll note that um, in the deleted scenes that you can find on the Blu-ray, he does, uh, watch Jeff Goldblum have sex with the first lady <laughs> while he quietly sits in the corner and watches. That is one of my favorite deleted scenes from that movie. Yeah. It's, it's for the extended cut. I think, <laughs> um, they actually picked that thread up in the sequel. Which is, I was going to ask, have you seen, did you see the sequel? Oh yeah, it's garbage. It's like one of the worst things. Really? But he's in it, right? He is in it, and he, it's like really bad. Like it's kind of more of a remake than a sort of, I don't know. It's like, they do a lot of the same shit as the, like the first scene, like you know that cool scene where they're like at Area 51 and like the alien is like talking through him or whatever, like tele, using telepathy. What, using Brett Spiner? Yeah, yeah. They kind of, like, okay. redo that in the sequel. And, like, that's, like, Bill Pullman's only scene. Spoiler alert. And it's, like, real dumb. I don't know. It's, like, they just hit all the same beats, but, like, dumber. I don't know. It's dumb. It's a bad movie. He's no longer president in that movie, though. So I can't okay. hold it against him. Okay. Um. But, yeah, so you like this pres? Would you vote for this guy or? Um. Sure, but only if that's how he did, like, his campaign. Like if he just stood on rubble with a uh, megaphone and gave that speech and be like, okay, that's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then like if he like just like flew his fighter pilot ship like around like in little circles above you and was like, vote for me. Yeah. If he spelled out vote for me in like uh, that spear smoke stuff, whatever it looks like, you know. Yeah. I know that's the, the jet smoke. Yeah. Also, a good reason to vote for this guy uh, would be like that he's like not like an evil man who like is ruining the fabric of America. Like, <laughs> yeah, like, that's a good like thing. among among the things I like best about that version of the president is that he didn't con an entire country into complete false promises that really shouldn't occur and. And basically causing like massive protests around the nation. That's I think that's one of the things I like best about him. Yeah, that's one of the things I also enjoy about him. Like the fact that like, you know, uh, also that he's not orange. I like yeah, that. that part um, that he's not so obsessed with his hand size. <laughs> that's really good. Uh, or just sizes of anything. Like he didn't care how many people were listening to him when he gave that speech on the rubble he didn't come back throughout like every goddamn minute of the movie saying hey check out how many people were here as opposed to this one you see how many it's gotta be millions right because <laughs> that would have been like childish and stupid as fuck and a waste of everybody's time and money honestly like mm -hmm. if you're paying for that imagine how those actors like those characters playing the extras in that film or those extras playing the the crowd listening to him, like, I can't believe you're paying for this guy. We're paying this guy's salary to a certain degree. Mm -hmm. Granted, if he actually takes that salary. So would you be a cheap cop out to say like, Hey, you didn't pay me anything anyway. Yeah. That'd be a cool move though, to be honest. What oh, do you want to hear my good? I do. Um, kind of went back to Futurama for these mm. and I really dug, uh, the version of Truman when Fry goes back to the 19, uh, 40s, like late 40s, early 50s. Mm -hmm. I forget when he was in there, but um, 
uh, Truman just kind of walks through walls because he doesn't have time for anybody's bullshit. So mm-hmm. he knows that there is a door that exists, but he instead just like creates his own doors, uh, which is a very funny take on a president. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, this is I sort of remember this episode. I haven't watched much Futurama in like a long time, but uh, I do like the idea of a Truman not using doors and just bulldozing everything down. He is the guy who dropped eight zillion bombs on tiny, poor little Japan. You know, I mean, all Japan's samurais are blind, you know, like you got to drop bombs yeah, on them. Like according these are... to my research, they're all blind. <laughs> yeah. According to this podcast I've been listening to, every single yeah. Japanese person uh, before 1950 was blind. Uh, so very rude to drop bombs on them. Doesn't seem like that uh, really should have happened. A little bit of overkill, if you ask me. The rudest bombs, I I must agree. And also a good point to uh, uh, drop a little promo for my other podcast, Zatoichi, The Blind Podsman, which I co-host with Patrick. Uh, be sure to check that out because uh, you get to learn more about uh, samurai films from 1960s. And they're not all blind samurais. It's just this one. And his name is Samurai. He's, he's Zatoichi. He's a Zato. He's a masseur. And these films are rad. So you can watch along with us or just hear, him, hear us talk about them. But Zatoichi, The Blind Podsman. Anyway. Yeah. Also, Truman. Well, I would like to plug something real quick, too. Yeah. That that joke I made earlier about Trump being orange, I, I was saying that ironically. Jokes about... Oh, I didn't know you were talking about Trump. We oh. didn't say anybody's name. <laughs> uh, you know, that's a good point. Maybe I was talking yeah. about Hulk Hogan or something. Yeah. It's just like, hypothetically. Yeah. Hypo- a person who was orange and was president, that'd be really fucked up and weird. Yeah. Hypothet- yeah. You're right. You're right. Uh <laughs> hypothetically i wasn't actually making that joke because that joke's a little bit played out uh but anyway so uh yeah i like this what do you think about true do you have any thoughts about truman irl um i irl um uh the more iconic photo of him holding up the newspaper of dewey mm-hmm. defeats truman um this was at a time when our news cycles were extremely slow and dependent on newspapers that would try to anticipate the results of elections. And it just kind of hits harder uh, this past year than anything else. Um, so, yeah, I think that's why it stuck out for me. I see what you're saying. Uh, I don't know how I feel about that, Truman. I don't think I like him. He's an example of a guy who's a real piece of shit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, that... Um, had no military experience and yet was going around dropping a bunch of bombs, getting us into wars with Korea. And then my man, the greatest president of all time, Eisenhower, had to get us out of these messes, had to de-escalate that Cold War a little bit. Uh, Eisenhower, if you'll remember, was the general during uh, some kind of Normandy thing. Some kind of Normandy thing, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I just, Yeah, I, just I don't want... really think about uh, the real Truman that much. But the fictional representation of him, mm-hmm. very funny. What do you think about the Truman Show, that Jim Carrey movie? I I think it's better than people give it credit for. Would you think, like, okay, like, say there was, like, a guy who was running for president who was, like, really trying to, like, rip apart the fabric, like, 
of uh, of America in terms of you know being exclusionary to people based on uh, you know uh, based on their inherent values that they hold dear. Like, say that a guy like that was running for president, would you vote for that guy um, who was like also kind of like ha- like would hire like a lot of Nazis? Or would you rather vote for a VHS copy of The Truman Show? A VHS copy of The Truman Show. Like, in particular, a VHS copy, because that's how I think I remember watching it mm-hmm. uh, when it reached home video. Um, that and I I feel like The Truman Show is more self-aware. <laughs> like, that's, that's a movie that... Uh, it basically follows a guy who learns that he's popular outside of this bubble world of his because he's been on TV a lot. Like he doesn't quite know that up to that point. But when he realized that he's like, you know what? I got to be my own man. got to do my own thing. And I don't think, I don't think the other person you're describing would ever be that self-aware despite being on television for uh, any period of time. You know, you're hitting on something very true here is that the Truman here. Yeah, you're hitting on something very Truman, which is that Truman from the Truman Show is almost the exact opposite of like a hypothetical president in that like Truman doesn't understand that he's on TV, doesn't know that he's like known the world over. Um, And when he finds out, he wants to like get out of that and live his own like normal kind of life. And uh and I feel like this other hypothetical president, like, is the complete opposite of that, where he knows he's watched the world over and uh, relishes of, relishes it instead of trying to be a real human boy. He like just um, plays up to the fact that he's uh, he, that he must act like he's on TV and must uh, obsess over the fact he's on TV rather than doing anything productive. Yeah, yeah, that sounds accurate. I, I feel like that'd be. I feel like that would be Truman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, my bad president is he doesn't have a name. He's just called the president, but he's the president from Escape from New York. Oh, yeah. That's Donald Pleasant. It is Donald Pleasant. Very pleasant. He is a pleasant man. Uh, I think he's a bad president because, uh, I mean, the first couple seconds of the movie, he gets kidnapped. Like, I think that's. You know, I don't think Eisenhower or Teddy Roosevelt would ever get kidnapped, to be honest. Holy shit. Oh, ours kind of overlap in this in this way. But go on. (laughs) Uh, So I think that that's kind of a real a real bad move. And then also he's like a British man, which I don't think is constitutional. No, Uh, it's not. Yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, hypothetically, there there are presidents out there who would just completely shred the constitution and everything it stands for, like just not pay attention to a single letter. And, um, and I think that this guy's one of them. I mean, if he's going to be president while not even being American, uh, I mean, think of what else he would do. He might, for instance, ban legal citizens from entering the country based on their religion. I mean, we don't know how far he would take it. Yeah, yeah, and it would depend on who he's listening to because I'm not sure which would be worse. Like somebody who just kind of flies in the face of convention that the person has to be a naturalized citizen uh, from birth or it's this 
somebody who's going for a foreign agenda completely contradictory to American values. I, I'm not sure which one would be, well, maybe the latter, maybe the latter, because the first one just seems totally inconceivable to borrow something from Princess Bride. Mm-hmm. I agree. So, yeah, I don't know what this president was up to. Uh, also, I, I haven't watched that movie in a long time, but spoiler alert, I think he fucks over Snake Plissken at the very end. Somebody yeah. does anyway. I don't know. He does. Yeah, fuck that guy. And Pliskin gets to punch him in the face. And if I've learned anything these past couple of weeks, is that you can punch shitty people in the face and get away with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, you know, at the end of this movie, when he screws over our hero, Snake Pliskin, it's like, uh, you know, it, it's almost analogous to, like, if you promised, uh, like, half the country that you would get lobbyists and corporate money out of their political headquarters. Um, and then once you were elected based on that, you like kind of doubled down and like led even more money and lobbyists. Or, yeah. Or people with those backgrounds, you know, mm-hmm. like if, if somebody had a career as a lobbyist and he's like, yeah, come on in. That'd be kind of messed up. It'd be weird. Yeah. Especially if the entire campaign was like uh, anti-lobbyist. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it would be really strange. I feel like uh, like the president screwing over Snake Plissken would be like that if if something like that were to ever happen. Uh, but what is your bad president? My bad president is President Ronnie from Bad Dudes, the arcade game, because he gets kidnapped <laughs> by ninjas. All right. What the fuck? Yeah. And then, yeah, he gets kidnapped. And then his whole contingency plan is to just find a couple of bad dudes like bad enough dudes yeah. like there's still that that analysis that has to be done at the beginning where it's like are you a bad enough dude to save president ronnie from ninjas so there's there's still like a vetting process and that's the other thing like i mean <laughs> if there was like a president who was not vetted or there was no vetting process for anybody that was in that president's inner circle of you know people that were supposed to advise this person that'd be messed up but mm-hmm. yet these two bad dudes, they're they're asked to, you know, before you set out on this mission, are you bad enough to do this? We got to make sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like even like just kind of like not even I mean, I feel like whichever Secret Service agent approached these two bad dudes, like, um, you know, the vetting that he does is to just ask them point blank, you know, if they are bad enough. Like, I don't feel like like there's no level where he like you know, does a background check or contacts any of their previous employers or anything like that, or even does like a Google search to find out if these guys are in fact bad. And I still feel like that's more vetting than like a really bad president would do, um, you know, by like installing a bunch of goofball ass fuck faces, like, um, you know, like a Texas governor, I think governor to, uh, head up, you know, these, uh, to head up, uh, cabinet positions that they have like absolutely no knowledge of. Um, I still feel like just asking a guy if he's bad enough is like more vetting than than what a bad president would do to fill very important cabinet positions with uh, just tremendously stupid fucking idiots. You know? Yeah, that seems fair. That's a fair <laughs> assessment. It's reasonable. It's what it is. Mm-hmm. But what's your ugly? Um, my ugly is well he's kind of ugly it's possible he's afraid of pick 
the book doesn't last long enough for us to know for sure. But ah. uh, it's Senator Johnson from the book Glamorama. He is a senator who is running for president or is uh, or is going to run for president, something like that. And uh, in order to do that, he has to get rid – well, spoiler alert. He has to get rid of his son, Victor Ward, one of my favorite fictional characters, um, and by putting him on a cruise and then also getting him like really laid in a lot of mm -hmm. orgies that go on for <laughs> like 20 pages. Those are very, very, very detailed, by the way. I almost lost the plot when I borrowed this book from you because I was like, God, this sex has been going on for a long ass time. Yeah, it's so yeah, there's like a sex scene that like I think it literally lasts for like 10 pages, at least 10 pages. Like it's it goes on forever, but it fits the book because Victor is a very sexy man and he would like that would be a chunk of his life's book if he were to write it would be just this one time he had really crazy sex <laughs> um, because that's the kind of guy he is. So, uh, but yeah, I feel like this is the wrong move. I feel like wanting to be president so bad that you uh, do bad things to your family is not a cool move. Uh, you know, I don't know. So yeah. So what do, you, what do you what do you think about Senator Johnson? You've read this book. Um, yeah, most of that book, from what I remember of it, is uh, sexy times. I I almost forgot that he was a character, <laughs> to be honest. Yeah, I think he uh, but, I think he's in it for like three pages, but, <laughs> but yeah, using your family, um, for political power seems really fucked up. Um. Yeah. Also, if like if a president wanted to invite family members into meetings with uh, foreign diplomats, that would also be really fucked up. Yeah. Like, yeah. On the flip side of this, like getting rid of your family to become a better presidential candidate is like almost as bad as becoming president and then just letting like all your weird cousins and uncles like <laughs> whoever else, your kids, um, just be also be president. Like just being elected president and being like, yeah, my son, my daughter, they're also president. Yeah, uh, it's almost like it, it would almost be like if somebody who is really inept and senile was just like, hey, you do this for a while. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm tired. I need to I need to go on social media or something. Yeah, I need to go tweet a bunch of times about Saturday Night Live. Mm -hmm. You, my son and or daughter, you get to go talk to the Iranian president about the nuclear missiles that he may or may not have. I'm just going to chill here. Uh, I'm going to make, you know, I'm going to watch the new Arnold Schwarzenegger reality show. That's very important <laughs> to me. <laughs> do you want to hear my ugly? I do. Mine is uh, President Nixon's head in a jar mm -hmm. in uh, the show Futurama. Um, because that's terrifying. And he had, <laughs> what was it? Spiro Agnew, as, but he was headless. Like he was just a body. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. He would carry around, uh, Nixon's head, almost like Krang and Krang's robot from Ninja Turtles. Mm -hmm. Um, he also had a catchphrase. He would say, Aru, and that was disturbing also. <laughs> um, and he had like these nefarious cartoon villain because he was supposed to be a cartoon villain 
uh, obviously being in the cartoon schemes <clears throat> that seemed completely unrealistic in their execution. And honestly, I can't imagine that ever translating into the real world, mm-hmm. which is why I found it ugly. Like, can you imagine something that hideous and ugly? Like if it were, if there were a day of remembrance for, uh, a persecuted people, right? Mm-hmm. Like if an act of genocide was committed mm-hmm. and it would cause all these people to become refugees and seek asylum elsewhere. And then like a person in charge would send out an order to immediately, uh, prevent refugees from entering the, a country. Refugees like seeking asylum from a war torn area. Mm-hmm. That'd be really like cartoonish level villainy, right? Yeah. Especially considering like you're, the person leading the country who, uh, at least in part, helped to destabilize the war-torn country. It's really strange. Yeah, but um, I don't even think that, like, cartoon Nixon head in jar did anything that weird or ridiculous. It was more like, I'm trying to think of some of the plots. It was sneaky. It was tricky dick, right? Yeah, I, I think, like, at one point, like, Nixon... Or in one episode, Nixon hired the help of a robot delivery boy to, like, help him steal jewels or something. Like, I feel like that's the kind of thing that, like, a really bad president, like, will probably do in the next four years. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, like, one of the Futurama movies, which, let's be honest, like, they weren't the best. They were entertaining and nice to have around, but they weren't the best. I, that first one's amazing, and then the other three suck. yeah. Um, in my honest colludes, opinion, I think it colludes with like the spamming, uh, aliens, the scamming aliens that end up like building a bunch of death stars, mm-hmm. gold, jewel encrusted death stars. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually a really good bit. Uh, now that I'm remembering it. Yeah. That part's yeah. funny. I feel yeah, like cartoon Nixon. Yeah. I feel like a, really bad president will probably do that at some point. Like, I feel like a, a really bad president um, will definitely, like, launch a nuke at some... Like, I think we all agree that a really bad president would not la- would launch a nuclear weapon in the next four years. But I think that this particular hypothetical bad president will gold plate that nuclear weapon and have it say his name real big in gold blocks on the side. I would not doubt that. <laughs> um, so yeah, so that's the good man and the ugly of fictional presidents. All fictional, mm-hmm. all hypothetical fictional presidents we've been talking about. Um, so yeah, so I say we take a quick break. I say we get into Wayne's podcast town news. He's back. Wayne is back. Nice. Um, he took last week off our last episode off because there was no news. I blame everybody in podcast town for not making news for Wayne. I think you're really pissing him off. I think you need to get to step it the fuck up. Uh, I made for for Wayne. No news is bad news. Yeah. So make that news. Uh, I did my part. I made a great thread about, uh, about pre-human hominids. That is probably in the top three podcast town threads of all time. I would say, in my honest opinion. I enjoyed it. Yeah, I thought it was great. Thank you. Uh, do you have a favorite pre-human hominid? Um, I don't, actually. 
I haven't put that much thought into it, but I appreciate everybody's responses. Like people actually seem to have their favorites at the ready. There was some pretty quick <laughs> responses like, oh yeah, like, uh, uh, oh, fuck. I can't remember like the taxonomy names. Yeah. And also like pretty deep cuts. Like I, I think, uh, Scott King of the internet, like named, uh, like, uh, did he name Robustus or did I? I don't know. There's like two that are very similar. It's like Paranthropit. I can't say their names. I think he did Robustus. Was that the one about like um, they evolved their skull to be able to eat like nuts and all that other stuff a little bit easier? Yeah. Which like, yeah. Well, there's two that they are They had really... evolved so that they could. Yeah. Yeah. There's two that are really similar like that, like Robustus and then whatever the other one, Boise. Yes. I don't know. So, but like. They're very similar, and me and Scott picked very similar ones, so I forget which one picked which one. But uh, yeah, like that's a super deep cut hominid, like uh, you know. So I, I really appreciated that thread. I thought people really. I was very surprised that people said anything at all. <laughs> so, <laughs> it was pretty. Yeah, it was pretty thorough. I'm glad that I, people my, have. My contribution was um, resurrecting that meme of the. Uh, young girl looking over her shoulder and smiling creepily as a house mm -hmm. fire is going on in the distance. Yeah. Because it looked like the, <laughs> the position and framing was almost exactly like a, uh, a scientific, um, recreation of one of those pre hominids, like attacking an elephant. There was a guy in the foreground, just like looking over his shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was like... In the very same manner. And that was my contribution. I'm like, Oh, I know a meme that's like this. Uh, well, that I mean, was good. I I felt appreciate that even, it. even thematically they're very similar, so I really enjoyed that. Yeah, it was it was an unusual. It's like was one imitating the other? I I don't know. Only time will tell. Only time in archaeologists if archaeologists are still allowed to be alive in this new yeah. America. We'll fucking learn, I guess. I guess we'll find out. Um so yeah, maybe next maybe next time we'll do a good, the bad, and the ugly of prehuman hominids. Although there's only like seven, so I guess we probably couldn't. But uh, as long as it's just the two of us, and we we're very, very critical of at least four of them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Australopithecus gigantus sucks. <laughs> what a piece of shit! This is the worst one. Uh, so yeah, so this is the Wayne Podcast Town News. It sounds weird, but uh, you know, it's because Wayne is recording from the Twilight Zone. He's tapped into this week's junk food dinner episode where we're talking about the Twilight Zone, and he's bringing us news from the Twilight Zone, which may actually be our own universe now that I think about it. So uh, here is the Wayne Podcast Town News. Yellow. Yellow. It is. It is. Podcast, podcast news, news time. time. Born here. Born here. Wayne here. Wayne here. Steve here. Steve here. Lewis here. Lewis here. Whatever the fuck you want to call me. I'm just. I'm just. You know. You know. The one thing. One thing I don't get. What the fuck is the fuck is the podcast? Like there are a lot of like. Do we really need this many comic books? I mean, like to be honest, just many fucking movie podcasts. Movie podcasts. Like movie like cult, cult, cult review, review podcast. Do you know how many fucking shows that fucking talk about that shit? No, I don't. No, I don't think so. You know. You know. I. You know. You know. I should be doing fucking up, fucking up in DC, DC. With the press, with the press crew, crew taking care of, you know, listening to, listening to you know, President, you know, President Trump. But I'm sitting, but I'm here, sitting here in this fucking filthy, filthy town, town. Dealing with, dealing with, you know, an idiot, an idiot, just as stupid, stupid as that. Corey, Scholar. Who just thinks he's, thinks a, he's a, you know, king, you know, king shit. shit. We got, like, we got, always, like always, it's, 
This chick, this Michelle, chick Michelle, she thinks, she thinks we're all excited about her podcast. No, no. Terrible. Terrible. Ugh, ugh. Garbage. Garbage. I don't think she's even posted a link to anything. She's even posted. She's even podcasted about it. It's garbage. Garbage. Bullshit. People are losing their minds with the chicken chalupa. I don't get it. It's like a chicken fried fried to look like a taco shell. Who gives a fuck? Why is everybody fucking posting pictures about this? This is how bad we become people. We're eating, We're eating fucking, fucking chicken, chicken, chicken taco, taco shells. shells. Ugh. I mean, the guys are eating them. They look like they're 12. 12. Like, like, how do you even get a Facebook? You're like, 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 I mean, like, I mean, like, fuck, fuck, you know, you know, it's huge, it's huge, still, still, it's just, I, I don't just, know, man. I don't know, man, like I said, like I, I walk through, through, through this town every day, every day. Nope, nope, fucking, 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 shit out, you know what I get, you know what I get, nothing, nothing, nada, nada, shit, shit, this place used, this place used to be funner, funner, months, months ago, before the, before the big election, we all, we all, stupidly invited, Corey Scholar to be the mayor of this stupid town, you know, now no, no, we run like, like a fucking steel, steel boot, boot up your up ass. ass. There's nothing, nothing, to, nothing talk to talk about. You know, you know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. I could blame, I could blame Sean, Sean Byron. Byron because he just because he posts just the, the worst, worst opening, opening like, like, like headliners, headliners for the stupid, stupid, stupid shit. You know, you know. But, you know, but, I, you know I, I, I can't. I can't. The Ilkhan guys. It's too. It's that yappy little dog and the Corey Scaleo. You know, it's just fucking fucking mother. I took a week off last week. Because, because I was, like, I was like, I'll walk around, I'll walk town, around find town, find some, 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 some fresh, shit. fresh shit. No, no, nothing, nothing, nada, nada, bullshit, bullshit. I got a cold, got a cold because of it. You know, that's you know, the kind of bullshit, kind of bullshit you have to deal with in shitty, shitty town. You know what I was, you know what I was thinking? With all the podcasts, all the podcasts are on here, are on here. I should start reviewing one podcast every episode now. Because that's what that's what it what it's become. You know, you know, like oh, because it's because it's a podcast. Put a podcast in. So I think that's so how we do the next episode. I'm going to start doing podcasts. I think I don't have anything else. Like I said, you know, see us, see us, and when money be us. Mr. Parker, Mr. Frisbein, I hope you guys are doing well. From the bunker. Wayne, out. out. What a great Wayne podcast town news. Wouldn't you agree? Mwah. I was kissing my fingertips just now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. So if you have anything you would like to say about Wayne's podcast town news, or to send us some tips to give to him, email us at poolpartyradio at gmail.com. Uh, so yeah, what does that lead us to? Uh, the autism of the week. I have one of those kind of, it's not a good one. I don't even know if I want to do it, but, uh, well, all right, to change gears here, to talk about yeah. the whole episode, we've ignored the elephant in the room, pun, mm -hmm. not, pun not intended. Mm -hmm. We haven't talked about uh, President Trump at all so far this episode, but uh, to talk right. about him real quick, 
my autism of the week is uh, people who still call him Drumpf and like talk about he's orange and stuff and talk about his bad hair. Like this dude is like literally evil. Like he's like literally an evil man doing horrible things right now that are like mm-hmm. awful. Maybe maybe we should cut it out with the details about Drumpf. Like I feel like maybe that's not working. I feel like maybe focusing on the fact that he's like a literal evil horrible dictator is maybe what you should focus on when criticizing this man. I feel like no like no one's going to change sides over the fact that Drumpf is something. You know what I mean, Frisbee? Like there's one there's one straggler out there. He's like, yeah, I'm not so sure. Can you convince me with like a very silly name about him? <laughs> <laughs> like I, I didn't know what this was when it came out. I just kind of assumed it was a silly name. Like they replaced the D with the or they placed replaced the T with the D and added an F at the end of it. Like I didn't quite understand how this originated, aside from it just being like people on the internet being internet silly, like mm-hmm. not, I, I can't imagine this happening anywhere else other than the internet. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. Like if this was an internet silly thing, I would be cool with it. Like if you wanted to call Trump dwarf because dwarf is a silly sounding word, I would be cool with that. But I think the people who say Trump, like, I think that they feel like this is like a, an interesting criticism of Donald Trump for some reason. <laughs> like, Yeah. And that's the part of, I, I don't see how that comes about. It is, it's kind of like, it kind of like reminds me of, uh, some people who are against this president and the way that they talk about resisting, like their closest attributes are like, it's like in Harry Potter or that new star Wars film, the new star Wars film, not like the entire series or anything like that, but this, this last one, this Rogue One, it's, I mean, that's the, that's not a convincing argument. That's just, well, those are, are other media. And then this other one is like a goofy name that reminds me of Dwarf Nose Golf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I think that, I think you've hit on something here is that the drum thing kind of just makes him seem more goofy than like uh apocalyptic and i think that's the wrong way to go with this yeah yeah and i still think this has something to do with people just spending way more time than is uh uh needed on the internet to flesh out these these views you know Mm -hmm. like they feel like an echo chamber based around a silly name or a physical attribute is going to is going to change anything. <laughs> it doesn't really like it takes some actionable maneuvering. Um, so yeah, I agree. I haven't seen too much of it myself. I've been trying to limit my internet intake unless I have a want to induce a stroke or something. Yeah, but I need to do that too. I have a couple of friends who are like real super into the drum thing, so I see it a lot. Ooh, okay. Yeah, it's time for them to give up the ghost. That that ship has sailed as 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 soon as like, oh, I'm looking at my watch one week ago, probably <laughs> earlier than that. Yeah. Like <laughs> so Yeah. Probably like around the time that Trump won Florida. Like people should have been like, Oh, this drum thing didn't work. Yeah, yeah. Whoops. Probably. 
Yeah. Right. Even before Uh-oh, that. Oh, SpaghettiOs. Yeah. Probably like around the time that like uh, Santorum or whoever like left, like dropped out of the race. Who was the other guy? Oh, Ted Cruz. That's who I'm thinking of. <clears throat> yeah. Man. He's the, he's the last one. Yeah. What a world we live in. They're like Ted Cruz would seem like a pretty good president right now. Yeah, it's pretty <laughs> fucked up. It's pretty wild. Like, I feel like he would have some pretty good policies right now. <laughs> Could be. Could uh, be. We'll never know. We'll never know. Man. What What really boggles my mind is the amount of people coming forward and like, you know, I, I voted for Trump. I just didn't think he would win. It's like, well, how the fuck do you think a voting <laughs> system works, my, my dude? <laughs> like, this... I, I remember a couple of years ago, people were like, oh, it's all like just a symbolic thing. It's like, nah, nah, they, they, if you really want to double down on that, congrats, because this is, this is our life now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, still a little bit symbolic. You know, I mean, according to our president, like 800 million, um, yeah, eight hundred million fraudulent votes, right? Yeah, eight hundred million non-citizens voted. So, I mean, it is still a little bit up in the air whether or not your vote counts. Between uh, he, it's said to be like three million, but between that and the size of inauguration crowds, I'm not confident that anybody in this administration knows how to count in the millions just yet. <laughs> like. See, there's there's millions here. It's like no, those those are open tarmacs. Millions voted fraudulently. It's like how well, how can we trust this? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> numbers are hard, Frisbee. I don't know what to tell you. Oh, Let's numbers are hard. That's right. I forgot. Mm. Okay. Um, also, I do want to point out that apparently this new segment, Autism of the Week, uh, has gone viral. It's very popular out there in the world. Have you noticed this? I have not. No, but explain to me how. Uh, well, it's, it's been trending for like two weeks now, uh, because everybody else on earth has taken it upon themselves to co-opt this segment from our show, uh, Hmm. and call a 10 year old boy autistic all over Twitter, all in the newspapers, all over everywhere. Was that what that was? I did not (sighs) see, I got the aftermath of that joke and I tried to find what it was that this person had said that would lead to a firing. Um, oh, that's yeah, what it was. Well, I mean, well, that's part of it. But I mean, it's just become like a meme that 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 little kid, Baron, like everybody is just talking about how autistic he is based on the fact that like he missed a high five at the inauguration. And I, I think it's a little crazy. Like people like are like not even like people are like seriously trying to diagnose this kid based on like five second contextless vine videos. And which I mean, to really identify a pattern here, that's what the internet has been doing for years. And I'm not like painting a broad stroke here. Like people have been trying to diagnose mental conditions Mm -hmm. based on five second clips probably since the internet first came to existence. Yeah, like it, a couple of years ago, it was really trendy to say like, "Oh, somebody's on the spectrum." Mm-hmm. I found that shit really offensive as well. <laughs> I was like, "On the spectrum? How the from what? Like yeah. a photo? Jesus!" Yeah, there's a lot of that. There's a lot of people like trying to diagnose um, psychopaths and sociopaths on the internet these days. Like everybody on Earth, 
uh, apparently is Dr. Drew. Like, everybody is a psychologist now for some reason. Oh, man, I wish everybody would talk to Drew. Well, yeah. yeah things might be smoother. Man, that motherfucker is good looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so everybody, everybody's a psychologist now. Everybody can diagnose 10-year-old Baron Trump based on absolutely nothing. And, I mean, it'd be one thing if you were just making fun of him. You know, like that, you know, that's what the internet's for. But, like, I'm more offended. Like, I am less offended by the people making fun of him, like, uh, calling him autistic because... A, I do that. I'm doing that on the podcast. And B, <laughs> we made a segment of it. Yep, we make we got a segment of it. And B, uh, well, I mean, like, uh, yeah, I don't know. I just think it's more offensive for somebody to like think that like they can just diagnose this kid based on almost nothing. I I don't know. It's it's really rubbing me the wrong way. Like these people who go, oh, you you can. He blinks his eyes at the three second mark, and that's a telltale sign of uh, of Aspergers. <laughs> and it's like, fuck off! Like he's just a little kid. Leave him alone. Yeah, I I agree. I think all the jokes aimed at kids like this are are pretty salty and unwarranted. Again, like missing the plot. If you're gonna focus on anything, that's what you're focusing on. Yeah, it's pretty silly. And I mean, you know, if you want to make fun of kids, like I mean, if he had like a I don't know if he was like real ugly and you wanted to make fun of him for being ugly, but it's like you're making like people are making fun of him, but like doing it under the guise of like trying to like help him or like diagnose him in some way. And I, I don't know. I think that that's way uglier than just being like, yo, I'm making fun of this fucking kid. Fuck him. Yeah. But uh, yeah, also that Saturday Night Live lady got like fired or whatever for making fun of him. I don't know anything about that. That was if I'm remembering the, if I'm remembering the tweet correctly, I think it was like. He'll be a first occurrence of a homeschool shooter. I don't know. Yeah. It isn't okay. It was there. Yeah. Pretty. Should have uh, maybe met up with Keenan to punch up the punchline there. Because I feel like it's just a setup to a joke with no punchline. But, you know. <laughs> yeah. Like, Keenan would be like, okay, now zoom in on my face where I do a reaction. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see. What else do we have? Is there any other stuff going on in the world? No emails. I know that. No fucking emails. I did emails. check. Yeah. No fucking emails. Well, I guess that's maybe it then. You know, I guess that's all of it. I believe it is. But yeah, if you want to visit us online, poolpartyradio.com has all our old archived episodes. You can also find us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash poolpartyradio. Look for us in Podcast Town. You'll uh, be able to comment on uh, pre-hominid man. <laughs> yeah, let us know. Yeah, sorry to cut you off, but please let us know about your favorite uh, human ancestors, you know? Yeah. And you can find us on Twitter. That's at Cumulus Frisbee, at Final Parker. And... Uh, Email us, poolpartyradio at gmail.com. We love those emails. Send us pics of your dads. That's who we're reviewing. I actually uh, uh, was talking to a friend of mine here, and he was somebody was reminiscing about like the dog reviews that we did. Oh, yeah. And he jumped in, and he's like, well, you know what you should review next? People's dads. And I'm like, well, you just added yourself as not a listener of the show because <laughs> that's exactly what we're doing. He's, he's been embarrassed. I think embarrassed that it he didn't get that joke in before we actually started doing the segment. It would have been helpful. Oh, yeah. But yeah, 
Well, I mean, to his credit, we've only gotten like two dads. So more people got to send in those dads. Send them in anonymously. Just send us, you know, just be like, hey, this. send in other people's dads. I don't know. I don't care. Just send in, send in dads. They don't have to be your dads anymore. We'll dox yeah. other people's dads. Mm-hmm. Just send us your friend's I'm, dad. Sounds good. I don't care. Just send dads or send pictures of pre-human hominids. And we'll we'll rate those. We'll rate and review those. Yeah, also good because th- those are like everybody's dads. Mm-hmm. Technically, yeah, the dads of all of humanity. Um, yeah, yeah. So, so that would be fun. Also, check out the Zatuichi podcast again. The rumor is that mm-hmm. I will be on the Zatuichi podcast pretty soon. That's the rumor. Word on the street. Yeah, we're very excited to have you as a guest. Um, this coming week. Uh, we'll be doing the, I think it's the ninth film in the series, The Adventures of Zatoichi. But then you'll be on for the tenth one, uh, Zatoichi's Revenge, which I'm looking forward to. I think it's going to be an exciting time. Yeah, this being the tenth one, Zatoichi X, the one where Zatoichi goes to space. I'm very excited to watch it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Zatoichi in the hood. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Zatoichi versus Freddy is going to be a good one as well. Mm-hmm. Yep, agree it. Uh, I was looking forward to Ash versus Freddy versus Atuichi, but I think that's I think that's in production limbo. Yeah, I don't think they're actually going to make that one. Me neither. <sighs> that's sad. Well, all right. Listen to Wayne's podcast too. I forget the name. Podcast Mania. Man, yeah, something. That's right. I find it. He's in Podcast Town. Just ask him what it is. You know. And give it a listen. Listen to Junk Fod Diner. We're talking about the Twilight Zone this week, which I'm very excited about for multiple reasons that I cannot discuss. Uh, so until next week or next time, this is Parker for Frisbee Cumulus saying thanks for having fun. All right. Nice.